Fly Poly side here, coming in all nice and easy. Fly like for you on this Friday. Michael Pickering here, gonna jump right into it as we all got things to do and places to be on this good Friday. So let's go. An Africa heavy episode today because, well, why not? Mauritius, an island country east of Madagascar in the Indian Ocean. It became an independent country in 1968 during African decolonization. But just before they were decolonized by the UK, the UK separated the Chagos Islands for themselves and still have them because, well, you see, people, colonization never really ended. It's still going on all around the world. But in 2019, the International Criminal Court, that's the ICC, ruled in favor of Mauritius in taking back their islands. And the UK's response, you may be asking out there. Well, they shrugged and said, Oh, I don't think so. Well, Mauritius this week said, We're going to check out our islands. And this time, without the UK's permission. Because, well, they don't need it. It's their islands. You go ahead, Mauritius. You go and get your islands back. And UK, how about, oh, I don't know. Stop being an asshole and give back what you stole. Come on now, you can do it. It's 2022. Now, to another piece of colonization-related news. It's been 125 years, this year, since the British Punitive Expedition. And if that time frame and that name doesn't, well, it's more horrible colonization history. Straight up, that's what it is. You see, Great Britain went into Benin City, which is currently in the West African country of Nigeria. But they went to Benin City and stole, pillaged, plundered thousands upon thousands of pieces of art while massacring many of the people who created that art. And more and more today, African countries, they want their art back. They want their culture back, their history back, their heritage. And one of the many problems with returning this stolen art, though, is lots of it is held not only by Western government museums, who don't want to give it up, but lots is held by private collectors that have what is considered legal proof of ownership and proof of purchase. Now, of course, to African countries, this is a shit excuse not to give back their art. But the courts in many of those countries, well, this muddies the water. And, you know, a question to you lo-fi listeners out there. Should people who own stolen art be compensated for it if they give it back? And who would compensate them if they were? You know, right in, peeps, but for real. Give Africa their art back, people. It's 2022. Now, staying in Western Africa and an update to events in Guinea-Bissau, where we almost saw our second overthrow of a government this year. But it wouldn't have been a military coup, we finally know, even though people are still calling it a coup and whatnot. So the shakedown breakdown of it all. One of the people being blamed for it that was seen at the attempted overthrow was a former Navy admiral. Now, that admiral hadn't been part of the military for quite some time. He was convicted of drug trafficking by the U.S. around 2013-2014. So, this was not an attempted military coup. It was a former military person trying to overthrow the government. A hostile takeover, a revolution. Because, you see, a true military coup would have been people from within the government's military itself overthrowing their own leaders. 
And that's an important distinction to be sure, because one says the government of a country is crumbling from within and attacking itself. The other is an outside force. Now, we're still unsure exactly what's happening to the former Navy Admiral, but we will certainly be watching to find out, and we'll keep you updated, lo-fi listeners. Now, let's head on over to the complete opposite side of Africa, the island country of Madagascar, to the southeast of the African coast. Now, a massive cyclone with maximum wind speeds of 145 miles per hour hit the country. And tragically, a great many people have lost their lives. And right now, around 50,000 people have been displaced and counting. You know, natural disasters, people, they're real. But natural disasters for island countries, well, that's a bit more real. And natural disasters for island countries that are also developing countries, well, that's a lot. And then when you add on top of it, Madagascar is one of the most impoverished countries in the world. You see, not only are they more susceptible to unbroken winds of storms or major sea surges or mass flooding, but because they're an island and a developing country, people have very little option as far as where to go. If a storm hits your country and it's larger than the size of your country, you have to leave the entire country to evacuate. But if you're living in a developing area, you likely don't have the money to evacuate, and especially to buy passage by boat or air to evacuate. And then think of this. Once the storm passes, rebuilding isn't as simple as sending in essential supplies like food, water, clothing, electricity, trucks, anything like this. But it's not as easy as sending it all in via a truck on a highway. You have to fly it in or sail it in. All disaster relief supplies to the country have to be shipped in or flown in because they're an island. And because they're a developing country, it makes rebuilding even more difficult because the government doesn't have a lot of money to rebuild with. Eyes up on Madagascar, people. There's a lot going on for them this week. Now let's head west a bit and go on over to Central Africa too. Uganda and the Democratic Republic of Congo. The International Court of Justice, that's the ICJ, has just ruled this week that the country of Uganda has to pay the Democratic Republic of Congo $325 million in reparations for atrocities committed in the late 1990s. And so without getting way deep into the history lesson of the conflict that relates to all this and relates to actually a lot of other African countries, we're using this to talk about the International Court of Justice, especially since we just finished talking about the International Criminal Court. So the ICJ orders Uganda to pay the Democratic Republic of Congo $325 million for horrible acts committed over 20 years ago. Our question, does Uganda have to pay that money? And if they do not, what will the ICJ do to Uganda? Question mark. And the answer is, the same as far as what the ICC did to the UK for not giving back the islands to Mauritius. Absolutely nothing. The ICC and the ICJ can do almost nothing to countries that don't follow their rulings. Remember, there is no such thing as a global planet Earth government. Now, that being said, 
some countries do voluntarily put themselves under the jurisdiction of these two courts. And war crimes and crimes against humanity trials, they take place at the international level because of that. And no, before you even ask, the United States does not put itself under these jurisdictions. But you already knew that because, well, there's no way the U.S. would. You know it. But even for countries who do, if they decide to go against the ruling, then there's still not much that can be done about it. But word is, Uganda and the Democratic Republic of Congo are beginning to talk and iron this thing out themselves. So we'll keep you updated on how this plays out moving forward. Lots and lots going on around the world, people. Let's go ahead and switch gears a little bit, though, and check out what's coming out at a cinema near you this weekend. You know I like to talk movies and tell you what's up in the world. We have, coming out, Cosmic Dawn, Blacklight, Marry Me, Super Cool, and Death on the Nile, and so much more. Check your local listings and local infomercials to see what's coming out at a theater near you. And write us a review if you go out to the movies. Tell us how it was, what'd you go see, and how much candy did you sneak into the show this week? Because I know you sneaky sneaky. Mm -hmm. Now let's end out on some not-so-heavy headlines. Yes, indeed. Out in space, because you know we always got to get our space on. A solar storm just wrecked around 40 new satellites that SpaceX, yes, Elon Musk, just launched into space. And scientists say this is the largest grouping of satellites to be taken out by such a storm. And they were all SpaceX's. Go figure that. I mean, think of it. Around 40 satellites all taken out by a single solar storm. Crazy out there for real. And out in Europe, scientists are still playing with fusion power. But they are making some serious progress and have more than doubled the amount of energy that they were able to previously create via this fusion power process. And if you're like, what is this fusion stuff I speak of? Well, you see, there's nuclear power splitting the atom and all that stuff. We got that. Cool, cool, cool. But the sun... And the stars, well, they're powered by a process called fusion. And that's what we're talking about here. Scientists are literally trying to harness the power of the stars down here on Earth. We'll keep you updated. And out in Russia, Google is fined about $52,526 for violating Russian law and not removing banned content. I'm sure Google's crying over that 52 k but you know it's funny. Tech and social media companies regularly get hit with small amounts like this from Russia. Never the big dollar amounts like you see in European cases. I mean, it's almost like someone in Russia is just taking a quick bribe or extorting some money to let business keep going as usual. Question mark? You tell me right in, people. And to the United States we go on this next one. For all our pet-friendly people out there, a cat that was lost in Maine in the U.S. in 2015 has been found in Florida in 2022. It was reunited with its family and happily ever after and all that blah de blah de blah But you know, I bet you're thinking what I'm thinking, really. Some parent, you know, they said, for my kid's birthday? I'm going to find a cat that looked just like our old cat and give it to my kid and say, surprise. And you know, people have done weirder things. You know, it's true. But I kept looking into this because, of course, I did. It's Friday, you know. 
but the family's veterinarian confirmed the cat's identity by checking for the original microchip that was placed in the cat over six years ago. And voila, a cat from Maine had been in Florida for six years and then somehow gets reconnected with its family in Maine? Okay, look, this story really raises way more questions than it answers, because that's some stroke of luck. And surely I do not believe in luck, only random chance. And this? Oh, no, 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 I do not think so. Right, and you tell me, people, what really went down with this cat's journey? And now for a last piece to close us out on. We've been saying that we were going to do some form of an audio version of Letters of the Lo-Fi Poli Sci. Well, here we go. Let's get it started. Other writers out there, if you're down, come with it. Everyone wants to hear your words directly from you. These next ones are mine, for all of you out there. From Issue 2, Volume 2, They Can't Stop the Signal. This piece is entitled, What's in My Voice? I sit here wondering if my words possess purpose. I sit here trying to figure out the meaning of my thoughts. I wander back and forth within my head getting lost along the way. Do I even have a voice? I hear myself talking to myself, waiting for a response. I ask the questions, and yet I hear no reply. Silly, perhaps. Surely I could answer myself if I willed it to be so. Do I have a voice? I audibly hear myself more than most, and yet I hear no internal response to myself. I sit staring at the screen. Nothing is coming. Do I even have anything to say? The smell of phenomenal food fills the air. Fresh baked bread. My hunger grows, my stomach churns. Though not for this food. I want more. Do I have anything to say? Am I intellectually empty? Am I failing on fumes? Am I a wandering philosopher with nowhere left to go and nothing left to say? Surely, this cannot be the case. My voice is my passion, my passion, my life. I live and breathe this air only to give it back to you, hoping one day you will steal the waves in the air and never give them back. My voice is yours, and immortal are our words. <laughs> 